momentarily will be in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Matthew chapter 2, 1 through 12. And you may be saying, you know what? If, if I remember right, we, uh, we read that passage last week. And uh, you may be saying, we really got it, Pastor. You don't need to preach it twice in a row. Uh, but you know what? Uh, amazingly, you can look at a scripture and, and sometimes you can get several different messages at the same time. And uh, we're going to look at a different angle this morning of what the scripture says. We'll be looking a little bit more at the Magi rather than the star. Last week we looked at the star, the guiding star, the directing star, the star that leads to Jesus. Today we're going to to look at these uh, these men uh, called Magi. And uh, if if you've ever uh, sang uh, the song "We Three Kings" of Orient R. Um, you know, I have to kind of be careful of that song, okay? And I don't want to make you feel bad this morning. Um, you know, because there were three gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, uh, some, some have assumed that there are uh, three, three different kings or three different magi or three different wise men. We, we really don't know um, how many there really were. Uh, we just know that they presented the three, three different kinds of gifts. And they, they may have presented lots of gold and lots of frankincense and lots of myrrh. And uh, it, it's been told that uh, uh, most times when you travel long distances, you didn't really travel in small uh, numbers like that. Usually you travel in about a dozen uh, company at a time. So there, there may have been a dozen. So if you want to sing this song a little bit differently, we, you might say... We, twelve, I don't know. But uh, you, you just, uh, just don't let the three kings uh, disorient you or uh, disturb you this morning. I do want to just uh, uh, start this morning, if we can, and just uh, sing as uh, they may have. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. We'll praise His name forever. We'll praise His name forever. We'll praise His name forever. Christ the Lord. Amen. Well, could we stand together for the reading of the Scripture this morning? Matthew chapter 2. Verses 1 through 12. 
after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, known as wise men, from the east came to Jerusalem and they asked, where is the one who is born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and we have been following it and come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ, the Messiah, was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. You, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. And Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child as soon as you find him. Report to me so that I may too go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen on the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and they presented their gifts of gold, of incense, or frankincense, and of myrrh, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Thank you, Lord, for this word, and may it speak to our hearts today. Amen. You may be seated. As I look at this scripture this morning, there's an initial uh, question that that is posed almost uh, directly from from the scripture. And the question that is imposed uh, as I read the scripture is this these wise men were. At this point in the journey of their lives, definitely not what you would call Christian. (laughs) Uh, That just hadn't happened yet. There, There were none who would be called Christian. Um, They obviously were seeking for this Christ this Messiah, this Anointed One, this Savior, but they weren't Christian, per se. And and the question that I find posed is this, can God teach us something from someone 
who is not Christian? I, I think, obviously, the, the answer uh, is there. It, it responds uh, within itself. Uh, absolutely, God can teach us. God can instruct us through, through pretty much anything. E- even if it is not Christian. Because God, God is God. And God can speak through all kinds of ways. And in fact, the Scripture teaches us that if, if those who are followers uh, don't uh, do the praising, the very rocks are going to cry out and give glory to Him. So there's some things I think we can see from, from this Scripture right here, right now, Today is this. The, the first thing I see about the, the, the Magi is they, they were seeking. They were intent on finding something for, for their lives. I, I believe right now, where we live in our world... It may seem that there is a lot of stuff that seems to be bad news. It may seem that nobody really wants to follow this Jesus that we we talk about. But I do believe that there are in our world still those who are seeking. And I believe they are seeking Him. They may not even know that they're seeking Him, but they are seeking this Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and I say praise be to God that there, there are those who are, are seeking. But, but you see, when they were seeking these magi, they had very little to go on. They had very little information. Obviously, they had some information about the stars. We, we don't know exactly what kind of information they, ha- they had about the stars, but they, they followed the star with the, the little information they had. We, we don't know if somewhere, someplace, that they had received a story, somebody told them a story about a star. We, we don't know, but, but you know what? Sometimes a story is that which will lead someone to begin to seek. We, we don't know if, if maybe they had, had a dream and that was the reason that they began to, to, to seek Him. We, we don't know if they received a certain kind of sign that would say, follow the star and you will find Him. We really don't know. But, but I do know that there are still those who, who look at certain signs and those signs are a way of awakening them to this Jesus who we are so, so excited about worshiping. And praising. I mean, think about it this morning. They didn't even have a Bible. They didn't even have the Scripture. And they found Him. That that says to me that that God is able to to work amazingly because He is God in our day to, to lead people to Himself. And the reality this morning, right now, is that people, people need 
Jesus Christ. They're seeking Him. They may not know Him. They're seeking Him. They're seeking for something. They need the Lord. Uh, Steve Green, uh, you may have heard uh, him sing at one time. Steve Green uh, sings a song that says, uh, People need the Lord. And I, and I like how he writes the song. He says, Every day they pass me by. I can see it in their eye. Empty people and they're filled with care. Headed who knows where. On they go through their private pain. Living fear to fear. Laughter hides their silent cries. And only Jesus hears. And the chorus, people need the Lord. People need the Lord at the end of broken dreams. He is the open door. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. When will we realize that people need the Lord? We are called to take His light to a world where wrong seems right. What could be too great a cost for sharing life with one who is lost? Through His love, our hearts can feel all the grief they bear. They must hear the words of life. Only we can share. For people need the Lord. People need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, He is the open door. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. When will we realize that we must give our lives for people need the Lord? Well, people need the Lord. And they are seeking the Lord. In Time Magazine, at the end of the year, there is a photograph of the person of the year. Every, every year, Time, Time Magazine has a, a person of the year. And this year, you'll, you'll see, see in Time Magazine who is the person of the year. And I was just thinking about that this, this week, and I thought, you know what? I have a pastor's story of the year. The story that I have enjoyed the most... This year, above any other story, this is my story. And you've already heard it twice. And I'm going to share it with you thrice. It's a great illustration of people who are seeking the Lord and people who realize that people do need the Lord and they're willing to communicate their faith in Jesus Christ. And so you get to hear the story again because it's such a good story. Stan Toller tells the story of the missionary Milton Cunningham who is a missionary flying on a plane from Atlanta to Dallas. 
he happened to have the middle of the three seats. <laughs> you like this story. You know, that story where they say at bedtime, would you tell it again? Well, we're, we're going to tell it again. It happened to be at the middle of the three seats on one side of the aisle to his right. Sitting next to the window was a young girl who who obviously had Down syndrome. And she began to ask Milton about some simple but a bit of offensive questions. Mister, she said. Did you brush your teeth? This morning. And Milton, very shocked at the question, squirmed around a bit and then said, well, yes, I brushed my teeth this morning. The little girl said, good, because that's what you're supposed to do. Then she asked, sir, do you smoke? Milton was a little uncomfortable, but he told her with a little chuckle that he didn't. She said, good, because smoking will make you die. Then she said, Mister, do you love Jesus? Milton was caught off by the simplicity and the boldness of the little girl's questions. He smiled and said, well, yes, I do love Jesus. The little girl with Down syndrome smiled and said, good, because we're all supposed to love Jesus. About that time, just before the plane was ready to leave, another man came and he sat down on the aisle seat next to Milton and he began to read a magazine. Little girl said to Milton, uh, uh, Sir, Mister, ask him if he brushed his teeth this morning. Milton was a little uneasy with that one and said, and he didn't want to do it. But she kept nudging him and saying, ask him, ask him. So Milton turned to the man seated next to him and said, Mister, I don't mean to bother you, but my friend here wants me to ask you if you brushed your teeth this morning. The man looked startled. Of course, but, but when he looked past Milton and saw the Little girl sitting there, he could tell her good intentions, so he took her question in stride and said with a smile, Well, well yes, I, I brushed my teeth this morning. And as the plane taxied onto the runway and began to take off, the, the young girls nudged Milton once again and, and, and said, Ask him if he smokes. And Sid, so good-naturedly, uh, Milton did, and the man said he didn't smoke. As the plane was lifting into the air, the little girl nudged him again and said, Ask him if he loves Jesus. Milton said, I can't do that. That is too personal. I don't feel comfortable saying that to him. The girl smiled and insisted, Ask him! Ask him! Milton turned to the fella one more time and said, 
Now, she wants to know if you love Jesus. The man could have responded like he had to the two previous questions. But with a small smile and a little chuckle in his voice, he almost did. But then the smile on his face disappeared and his expressions became serious. He said to Milton, you know, in all honesty, I can't say that I do. It's not that I don't want to. It's just that I don't know him. I don't know how to know him. I've wanted to be a person of faith in my life. But I really haven't known how to do it. And now I've come to a time in my life when really I would like to follow him very much. And as the plane soared through the skies between Atlanta and Dallas, Milton listens to the fellow talk about the brokenness in his heart. And Milton shares how to become a person of faith in Jesus Christ. To know how to love and to follow Jesus Christ. And he did it all because of a little girl with Down syndrome who has no fear and asked him to ask the simple question the very basic question that all of us Christians should be finding a way to communicate to others who are seeking. Do you love Jesus? They were seeking. And obviously, they found Him. You seek, you can find. You will find. The the second thing I want to say this morning is this. While they were seeking Him, they did end up being temporarily on detour. They, They got off of the road that was going to Bethlehem. Instead, they turned up just a little bit to go to Jerusalem. It is possible that that in the seeking that there may be something that disorients and leads off of the route that's leading to Jesus. God's grace does not give us permission or a license to sin. But grace does give us the opportunity to get back on the main road again to where Jesus is calling us. The, the third thing is this that I see this morning is that when they, when they recognized Him and when they, they found Him, they recognized majesty. Jesus for who He is. For they gave Him these gifts. They gave Him gold. Gold, obviously, which is fit for a king. They, they gave Him frankincense. And now I'm not sure how many of you are burning frankincense in your home for this time of Advent. But, but frankincense is a, uh, a, a certain type of scent 
or, or perfume. It, it's kind of like the maple tree in some ways. Uh, if, if you've ever seen how maple syrup is, is made, it, it, it's tapped from, from a maple tree. Well, frankincense is tapped from a frankincense tree. And it comes from that tree that grows out of rocks. Literally, this tree is kind of a unique tree. It, it's mostly found growing out of rocks. Have you ever been on a mountainside and you say, wow, isn't that something that that tree is coming out of a rock? Well, frankincense comes out of that kind of tree. And it's used for a scent. It's used for a perfume. And sometimes, good folks, um, if you have arthritis, uh, it is used as a medicine for those who suffer from arthritis. You might want to go out and get some today. But this frankincense, often used as well for those who are a king, it was a fragrant aroma, an offering of glory to this king. The third thing was myrrh. It's kind of interesting. It comes from a tree. It comes from a thorny tree. It produces a gummy resin. It too is used as an incense from time to time. But most often the myrrh is used for the, the embalming of those who die. Could it be that God had already given them some kind of indication that this king would be the king who would die for all people of all time? They gave, them, they gave him these three gifts. But I think the greatest gift of all that they gave him, the Scripture says they bowed down and they worshipped him. They bowed down and they acknowledged who He really is. He is worthy of all of our glory and all of our honor and all of our praise. And even that falls short in reality of who He is. May I ask you this morning, are you worshiping Him? Are you in awe of who is. The fourth thing that I note this morning, and we conclude with this, they had been asked by the king, King Herod, to return back to Jerusalem. The Scripture says, having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. You see, for them to return to their country by another route would mean that they would travel by a route now that is a road less traveled on. It was a road that perhaps would have more winds and turns and more challenges with it. But they returned by another way. The, the natural thing is to go back the same way you have come. But there's something about meeting Jesus, is there not? That when we meet Jesus, 
we change roads. We go a different way. Herod the king told them to come back. But they were delivered from going back the same way that they had come. I'd like to ask you this morning, in your life, is there something that you need to be delivered from? Is there something in your life that you need to be delivered from? Not to go back the way you had come, but to go in an entirely new direction. Have you ever watched a video or a film and as you watch that film, you, you see what's going to happen. Or maybe you have seen that video clip yourself. It's a personal video clip. And you're, you're watching someone go in a certain direction. And you're saying, don't, don't go that way. If, if you, you go that way, you're going to get hurt. Just, just don't go that way. And, and you see that film being played out in your mind and... Say, please turn around. Imagine I had that perfect opportunity to turn in a different direction. And I believe God offers us the same way today to be delivered from the past, to be delivered from the things that would snare us and hold us back, to go in a new direction. If that's you this morning, I want to say to you, I offer hope in Christ that you don't have to go back the same way you have come. You can follow Him in a new direction that offers life and life to the full.